1: Welcome back to the Seth Leapson Show. It is a delight, as we do most Thursdays when he's on his good behavior. We have Sam Stone in studio with us. Sam, it's good to see you. Sna- Sam is a man about town. He is a um, political consultant, has a fun and active Twitter feed, Sam the Paul, P-O-L. Yeah, been, been a little feisty on there today. A little feisty? Last couple of days, been a little feisty. Host of your own radio show, heard every Saturday afternoons here at 3 p.m., Breaking Battlegrounds. It's a great show. you got Great guests. And uh, it's good to see you. You too. Yeah. My brother from another mother here, we, man. We kind of, yeah, because yeah. before you got, I, I, I'll i let the audience in, and if they want to maybe call us next week on this kind of stuff, We, we could have done a show with the last 30 minutes of just catching up.
2: Yeah, oh, yeah. No, for sure. And it actually, was all I about
1: food and restaurants. It,
2: w- it would have been a great show. It would have
1: been a actually. Great show. Maybe, yeah. I mean, maybe. We I mean, look, look. When
2: you can include Capitol Grill and Golden Corral yeah. in the same food conversation, yes. and
1: Katz's Delicatessen. Right. Yeah. Yeah. No, you're. Look, you're doing all right. Yeah. We had a long talk about food. Let's talk about politics, though, Sam the Paul. That's 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 your calling card. Interesting things shaping up a little bit with the primaries. You don't typically get a primary against an incumbent president from the same party. It happens from time to time, not often. Usually doesn't end up well for the incumbent president. Didn't end up well for Jerry Ford when Ronald Reagan challenged him in 76. It didn't end up well for Jimmy Carter when Ted Kennedy challenged him in 80. It didn't end up well for George H.W. Bush in 92 when Buchanan challenged him but Joe Biden has an interesting challenge in Robert Kennedy Jr. You know the Kennedy family, your daddy worked for his daddy, right? I have that, right? Uh yeah, so he yeah, he worked with the the
2: campaign yeah. with Bobby and and um, I mean we do have some minimal connection to the family. I I, I don't want to you know,
1: I don't want to try to overclaim but like we're no, not but, friends, but but, but but a lot of us have a lot of a lot of great memories about his daddy uh, and your dad actually worked with his dad. Yeah. Um th- The interesting thing, there's a lot of interesting things about this challenge on the Biden side, and we can talk about the Republican one, too, in a second. The interesting thing is when the Democrats have those primary challenges, I'm thinking particularly Ted Kennedy versus Carter. Ted Kennedy was going after Carter from the left. Robert Kennedy Jr. seems to be going after Biden, as he said in his own words, to restore the old Democratic Party that he used to remember. He's coming at him from the center or
2: or from Biden's right. Yeah, yeah. You know, I I mean, one of the things that's difficult is I I don't believe Biden is really in control of his own agenda. I think you have a staff and a a committee that that makes those decisions. So that actually, to me, makes this race more interesting Mm -hmm. because Biden clearly cannot be light on his feet in a campaign sense because he doesn't have the capacity anymore to do that. Um, Kennedy certainly can. I mean, he's he's someone who's been challenged a ton uh, in the last decade. He's got – Frankly, he's running. He's he's a very interesting candidate. I certainly don't expect him to win, but a lot of times when you see, like you said, those challenges to an incumbent, um, the best thing you can be doing is running an issues campaign.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: And Bobby, they're doing that, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, they're doing that. To Biden and and it's desperately needed. Biden won on the idea that he would restore a, a you know sort of a late nineties normalcy, yeah, calmness, yeah, a decency and a calmness, right. right? And we've learned it's nothing of the sort. Right. Um, I think that makes his reelection really tricky. Um, I and I don't expect him to lose a primary. You know, just the money involved yeah. will, will hold him up. But I mean it's really interesting because i think the the democrat leadership elected democrats across this country are so far out of line with their own voting constituents and the only reason that hasn't come to light and destroyed them electorally well two reasons i mean to to be honest number 1 is that the press is totally in their corner you know and protecting them and they know that they're out of line with with most of them so they cover for it and two Has been essentially air cover provided by Donald Trump.
1: Yeah. Right. The hatred of. Yeah, the
2: hatred of Trump has kind of muted the fact. They're becoming
1: saints through the other party's sins. Right, right.
2: Um, Has muted the fact that
1: most Democrats are not aligned with most Democrat elected officials anymore. So is it a kind of an interesting test of the Democratic Party? We were saying, obviously, throughout the 2020 campaign to Democrats who have this image of the Democratic Party being John F. Kennedy and, I don't know, you know, a moderate party. Clinton. Uh,
2: Clinton. I mean, I think Clinton
1: is the avatar there you go. Okay. of what most Democrat voters think they're voting for. And they thought they were getting that with Joe Biden. We were trying to tell him that's not what the Democratic Party is anymore, or at least that's not what Joe Biden is anymore. And and Robert Kennedy Jr. obviously is going for that constituency. It is evidently who he still is, is the party there. I don't know. I mean, is the party where Elon Omar is and I, they put a Joe Biden gloss on it to make it palatable? Or is the party where Bill Clinton is and Robert Kennedy is the inheritor of that they've been looking for? I think there's an age break in there. Okay, I mean,
2: you know, the younger ones really are very – they're the AOC party. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think if you look at Democrats who are 40, 50 and older, that they are very much Clinton – Obama Democrats and and look, I think we all have to be really honest and look back in history and say that likely, when you look at the two hundred plus years history of the United States, the single most uh, successful era in our entire history has been the period covered by Reagan, the Bushes, mm-hmm. Clinton, and Obama. Mm-hmm. Right? Yep. Uh, no major, no real major wars. Right. Other than a, you know, you had some economic blips, but really nothing of the scope and scale we've seen again recently or had previously. You had people said we lived in a bubble. It was so decent. It it was a bubble. It was it was a golden era for this country, Mm -hmm. and I think there's a lot of nostalgia for that. Mm -hmm. Um, And how much that nostalgia plays in with the Kennedy name and everything else, I think is really interesting. And I think it's there. I think he's going to get better numbers than people expect. I don't think it'll be close, but he and, and Vivek Ramaswamy. I want to come back to are, Vivek. In are a second. really the two candidates that I have found the most interesting? Kennedy's going to have a problem with the vaccines. I mean, it's one thing the COVID vaccine. I don't even he landed like on the right issue yeah. there. I don't even. But like the rest
1: a, of it is really dangerous. Yeah, look,
2: yeah. I mean, here's the thing: if you're not going to get yeah. your tetanus yeah. shot, and yeah. you're you're you know, unless you live in a bubble. You need your tetanus shot. Yeah. Um, tuberculosis is a real thing, yeah. and the tuberculosis vaccine yeah. deals with it. There's lots of those that are very valuable and effective, and his position against vaccines over these years
1: is going to be a problem for him with, with a lot of folks. The other thing is there's two things that are kind of interesting, and obviously, you know, as you like to point out, we're not normal because of the way we look at politics with such a microscope uh, as opposed to the rest of the people. Who aren't doing this the way we do it? He's starting off with now nineteen percent. That's a huge number. You know, it's a big number. When someone comes in, candidates you and I have worked for, and they're good candidates with bigger names. Have been there. They start with two and three percent. Well, and right? that's that's what's happening on the Republican side, right? right? right. I mean, that's so is a big number. It's huge. One wonders, as primary voters, I'm guessing, are probably a little bit more left wing oriented. I'm guessing. They are, yeah. When they start scratching at Robert Kennedy Jr.'s platforms, it may sink.
2: Oh, I think – Because him running as
1: the conservative Democrat. I
2: think his high water is either now or very close to now. Okay. Uh, That 19 may be his high water. It may get up into the 20s. Um, Then I think it will tail down, and I think you'll see him end up somewhere around 10 or 15%. Look, what we've seen here – like with this Katie Hobbs veto of the Tamale bill, right? right. And yet all these Democrats who were behind it because it's the right thing to do, and then all of a sudden they turn around. They, got they, in line. they can't. They got in line they can't with the do party. It. They can't
1: do There's it. a lot of that that goes on on the left. The only thing that might change it, might change it, is if Biden stumbles really badly beyond what he's done so far. The New York Times is already saying things like. America can govern without a functioning and healthy president.
2: Well, (laughs) they're covering for him as best they possibly can, and they're going to continue to do that. And look, you're going to get another basement campaign. It's going to be very packaged. He's not going to make a bunch of speeches or appearances um, you can't
1: send Kamala Harris around because you know, she just embarrasses herself everywhere she goes. Yeah. If you want that kind of talk, you got Marianne right. Williamson who does it without the, without, without the repetition. And, <laughs> right. and the terrible cackle. Right. right. Without the cackle. Um, exactly.
2: You know, so look, I, I mean, I, I think that they'll fall in line. Yeah. Uh, I think this is why I, I'll, you know, I'm going to, again, t- I, I have a history, I guess, at this point of taking some of your listeners off from time to time and, I do and getting too. some irate phone calls. At least give them a break. Let's I'll have give them a break. Let's give them a commercial break. I'll <laughs> give them a commercial break before I take you all off. Okay. We'll come <laughs> right. back
1: here in a minute to do that. And then I do want to talk about Vivek's campaign because there is an interesting thing he and Robert Kennedy seem to have in common. They don't care about scripts at all. No. They are totally comfortable with who they are. And seem to, we'll come back to that. And I love it. Yeah. yeah we, we'll come yep. back to that. There's something interesting there about Vivex campaign. Sam Stone and I will be right back. Sam Stone is my guest. He is the co-host of a great show heard every Saturday afternoons here called Breaking Battlegrounds at 3 p.m. on Saturday afternoons. He is um, on Twitter at Sam the Paul, P-O-L. He is a political consultant and uh, really just a great thinker and someone we enjoy having on Thursdays, even if he occasionally ticks us off. As I, promised, well, you were going yeah, to. Yeah, I'm going to. Okay.
2: Um, look, I, I think a Donald Trump – um, pres- second Trump presidency is only possible right now with Joe Biden and the condition he's in and, and everybody knows that, right? Okay. Yeah. Um, the reality is he's he has hurt himself in a way that's almost unrecoverable with really a majority of independents. Okay. And it's very narrow, but I think there is a path and actually this is where I think Kennedy is so interesting. Because if there's actual pressure, if he stays near 20%, for instance, Robert Kennedy. Robert yeah. Kennedy, if he stays near 20 percent, he's going to put real pressure on Joe Biden and his campaign to be responding to him. And yeah. if, if they yeah. do that, that actually to me opens the door for Donald Trump far wider than it is right now, because if they have to do that, then they're going to be identifying fissures in the Democrat Party.
1: I think that's interesting. I wonder how many states have. Do you know Open primaries the way that Arizona does, where actually Robert Kennedy might see some votes from Republicans? I think it's what,
2: 17 states? It sounds or about something right like to that. me. Yeah. Because I could oh. see
1: there is this weird Republican thing. That well, it, we it, want a Tulsi Gabbard or we want a Robert Kennedy because we think it's good for the party. There are some right? people,
2: and I, I personally, Seth, I'm almost in the camp with these people. I mean, look, to me, there's such a huge difference between any Republican and any Democrat right yeah. now that I, I can't quite go there. But. I totally understand the people who COVID and the response to mm-hmm. it is the number 1 mm-hmm. issue for mm-hmm. them going forward mm-hmm. still. Mm-hmm. I I have a lot of sympathy to that view. Mm-hmm. I don't think they're wrong mm-hmm. to think that way. Right. Um and so that is an issue where he will get a bunch of
1: crossover from people who
2: are just going, you know what? This guy was out front, he was right.
1: Yes. There there were at least 5 fairly prominent very Died in the wool leftists, like Jennifer at Levi Strauss, yes. who, you know, got tired of being called racist because they wanted the schools open and thought we were overreacting to COVID. Barry Weiss. Yes. People like that. Uh, Ann Bauer is a literature, uh, a literary type. I mean, there's a few of these out there that probably can't really vote for a Republican. Right. Robert Kennedy is right there for them. And I think they probably represent a bigger population than a lot of people give them credit for. I think they probably do. I think they do. I've it's talked- Bill Maher's crowd. It's Bill yeah, Maher. Right.
2: I And I've talked to. So I have a neighbor, for instance, who is of a, a left leaning bent. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, but. To this day is and, and could never vote. Can't bring herself to vote for a Donald Trump. Right. Couldn't vote for Carrie Lake. And I've had a lot of conversations yeah. with her trying to get you know get it. trying to get her around on it. But but there's I, there's not. I can't move
1: her that far. My throat is sore from having those conversations. But
2: I'll tell you what. When I talk to her, mm-hmm. most animates her politically. Yeah, it's what happened to her kids during COVID. Yeah. It I mean, that really drives it. She has voted for Republicans now for school board in this last election. For the first time ever, she said, I've never even looked at I get my thing from the union and that's who I vote for. Mm-hmm. This year I literally crossed their names off the list and I went and dug into who's who's against those lockdowns and this stuff and, and the shutdowns and that's who
1: I voted for. Um there's a lot of people like her out there. That's what I'm thinking, that Robert Kennedy might be able to scratch that itch.
2: And that's why I think he can hold up a higher number yeah. over time. I, I really don't think it's going to grow much. I, th- I think low 20s is probably
1: where this tops out for him. Well, we'll see. And it, but, it, it, but, 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 but even I, that I, may I be bad for Joe Biden. It's
2: really bad for Joe Biden. And my fingers are crossed. I mean, I think Kennedy has a very compelling case to make. Yeah. If he stays off the crazy. Right. If he stays off the crazy, that there is – like the Democrat Party has gone so far out there. I mean there's a bill up – Actually, I think it's right now in Oregon today, right, that, that they're expanding uh, these requirements for transgender-affirming care yeah. for minor children yeah. without
1: parental infl- yeah. involvement. And, and you dispen- told us the other- about the bill in California yeah, and, and a, it's in Washington state.
2: And in, in a Republican in Oregon actually tried to add to that bill, added a, an amendment and said, hey, look um, – I don't like this bill, but I think the one thing we need to be careful of is if we're going to mandate insurance cover transition, that we have to mandate it cover detransition. Oh, right? interesting. Which it seems like the most common sense. I, I the planting this, of the flag and right. getting an admission that not everyone. Yes, this, right, right. Mm-hmm. Um, but but in terms of public policy, that is basic good policy. If you're going to do one, you have to do the yeah. other because yeah. you're you're creating some potentially really awful situations yeah. for people, including now financially. Yeah, yeah, and um. They shut that down. Uh-huh. I mean, you know, but tell me if you—I I bet, I bet real money that if I walked into the home of the average Oregon Democrat and I said, you know, Republicans put this up and the Democrats shut that down, they'd be upset to learn. Yeah. That that wasn't included.
1: I think a lot of Democrats would be upset to learn about the transgender radicalism that's taking place. I, I, think, I, I,
2: I think they see it below the surface I and do they too. don't understand what it is I
1: yet. Agree. I think Republicans are very aware of it at this point. I mean, uh, look, I mean, you have feminists, traditional feminists who would be uh, normally very much at home in the Democratic Party uh, being represented by the kinds of uh, people that uh, Martina speaks speaks for, J.K. Rowling speaks for. You have them here. They're afraid to talk. That's yeah. why they're always for. There, they're st- afraid to talk here. There's a big study that actually was
2: just published. They it don't published like the a while ago but, but kind of hidden. That, mm-hmm. you know. Um, but Europe is really turning on oh, this yes. issue. The Economist had yeah. a great story on this. And this was a yeah. big study done yeah. over a 20-year yeah. period in Europe where yeah. they found, look, 80 percent of the people that were diagnosed as youth with gender dysphoria, 81 mm-hmm. percent, by the time they were in the, they were twenty one that had resolved and they were no longer and they were no happier right the
1: depression um, was still there, the, right? Yeah, all those all of issues the, all were still, of the still there. Problems
2: were they still also there. found that forty-one percent were gay, right? You know, I mean, it, again, there's there's all sorts of things
1: they're doing with this that are just crazy. But and there is a feminist Democratic Party feminist that I think is probably afraid to weigh in on this because they see what happens. I think they've been afraid. Yeah,
2: I think that's I think that tide is turning. I really think that this the Bud Light thing, yeah. with Dylan Mulvaney, yeah. was an interesting thing because it pushed that issue further into the public than it had been before. Yeah. And that's really what the left did not
1: want. Yeah. Yeah, that's, a, that's an interesting point. The, the left likes to push what they – they yeah. But <clears throat> it was almost as They if, don't
2: actually want the
1: masses yeah, yeah. to know what they're exactly doing. Exactly right. Because then the
2: masses look at it and go – It doesn't fit the dialectic.
1: It doesn't fit them progressive dialectic. The progressive dialectic is deny what we say is happening – once it's obvious beyond denial, then defend it. Once it's um, no longer defensible, mandate it. They weren't they weren't beyond the deny stage right. yet. Right. No, I, in, Yeah. Bud I Light think, got ahead of their dialectic. Yeah they, yeah, they
2: they really they really messed up that one. Yeah. And they don't understand I think I think some of their folks do understand how bad it is for yeah. them. Yeah.
1: Um and it needs to be made worse. Let's talk about Ramaswamy. Yeah, when we come back, Let's because, do that. you know, this conviction thing, this conviction politics that everyone says they want until they get it. And then tell me about that one, Seth. Yeah. <laughs> OK, Sam Stone's my guest breaking battlegrounds. It's his uh, radio show heard here every Saturday at three in the afternoon. We'll be right back. Sam Stone knows a thing or two about conviction politicians and the notion that people say they want them. Uh, But they're they're, hard to get elected. They're hard to get elected. The Republican primary field got interesting recently. Uh, It's probably the most ethnically diverse field of any presidential primary, Republican or Democrat. That should be a bragging right for Republicans, Without any doubt it is, yeah. Between Larry Elder, Vivek, Ramaswamy, Nikki Haley, Tim Scott. Um. It, this this is a very diverse field. Um, although it, it, Nikki it, Haley may have the, taken herself the, out. yesterday. Well, well that, that was yeah. that was about as dumb as it gets. As, dumb as it gets. But let's talk about Ramaswamy. Really interesting guy. Another like Robert Kennedy Jr. Who doesn't care about talking points. Doesn't seem to care about uh, saying the thing that won't offend the interviewer. Seems to drive right at the cultural issue. That so many of us have been so angered over for so many years, which is the re-racialization of America. Interesting candidacy, his.
2: It's a really interesting candidacy. Um, I I don't agree with him on on a a, a range of things. He had a a tweet about, you know, we need to work with Mexico and train their military to, to combat the cartels, which to me was a lot of naivete, you know, it's 36. It's, well, and it's, it's also not a border. He's yeah. not a border state guy, yeah. right? So yeah. you don't see this up close and you don't realize that like, yeah, okay, all those cartel members all have been trained yeah. by U.S. special yeah. forces. <laughs> so, uh, that's not working out. But anyway, he has great. He has really the ability to communicate very clearly and to, uh, to contest ideas rationally. Um, He's quick on his feet. Charming. He, he, she's charming. He doesn't have, like you said, it's not scripted. No. He can talk on anything. Nope. He has a number of issues that he's, I think, really hit on appropriately, um, including that, that re-racialization that's being driven. Um, but also in terms of tech, mm-hmm. he's he's very oh, forward-thinking yeah. in that area. Um he contributes a lot to the conversation. He's the one I find the most interesting right now in yeah. terms of just the things he's talking about and all this. Again, I don't I truly don't think he has any kind of prayer to win this thing. I'm not going
1: there. Well, I don't know. You know, let me be romantic about it for a moment because well, I have a sense and I it's only a sense. You get these antenna about these things that DeSantis's star seems to be just a little dimmer than it was two, three, four months ago. It
2: is a little dimmer. And, and he, well, I'm, I want to break that out a little bit. Okay. There's two things there. One is I think we're seeing a, some very legitimate criticisms of Ron DeSantis's ability to connect with people, yep. either one on one or in small group type situations. He is very much an introvert. Yep. And he's not one who's great at at stretching across, and he's leaned on his wife Casey to do a lot of that for him. And there are limits, and you're you're seeing that. That is a very legitimate criticism. Some of these other things that are coming from, frankly, the Trump camp saying things like, "Oh, he's in bed with George Soros." Oh, come on, right? You know, just stop, go away, yeah. get get that out of there. But there there's flaws in that armor. We know that Trump has chinks in his armor. Um, neither of them. Trump is. Very clearly, not going to be going, you know, diner to diner in New Hampshire and doing a ton of time on the ground in, in Iowa. Um, DeSantis may turn out not to be actually very good at that. I was just going to say DeSantis has to and DeSantis may, not be good, to good and may not be good yep, at it. Right. That leaves an opening in those early states, South Carolina also, potentially kind of the same story, where someone like Ramaswamy right. could really gain a ton right. of traction in right. there. And, look, people forget that, you know, at this time, um, you know, Bill Clinton, when he was making his run, was was a nobody governor of Arkansas that nobody paid attention to. In
1: fact, he was planning to lose in 92 to Mario Cuomo. Right. And then Mario Cuomo was expected to lose against Bush, who was polling at 90 percent. Right. Another false expectation. Right. Cuomo decides not to do it. Bush craters over the economy and there's Bill Clinton. Right. And and so you never know.
2: And but all of that started and none of that was possible if you if you haven't seen the movie folks primary colors. I highly highly great recommend movie. you watch it. Great. It's really a great uh it's a great character movie, yep. but it's a great historical. Yep. They did a nice job yep. presenting the history yep, of that. They sure um, did. And uh, one of the things you see and and this is true and I heard a lot of anecdotes about this from people who were there is Clinton had a a almost supernatural ability to connect with yeah. people in in one-on-one and small group situations it, you know i don't know if ramaswami has that yet or not but he seems like he has the
1: character to do it you know and, the, and it seems ron desantis does, does need not help on it yeah that's the word that's he's the gonna word, he's right. gonna be leaning on casey real hard well and listen, that's
2: okay that's okay you know
1: Yes. I mean one thing you have to be if you are going to run for president or any political office, you have to be good in big groups mm-hmm. and you have to be good in small groups. I remember people would say like about George H.W. Bush, when he's not good in big groups, who would say, but he's really good in small groups. It's not enough, but you have right. to have both. We'll, we'll come back in a second. Sam Stone is my guest. He and I will be right back. Welcome back to the Seth Leibson Show. Sam Stone has been my guest. It's a delight to have him here as it is always every Thursday afternoon when he's paying attention to the time on the wall. <laughs> I, well, I got a little tied up last week. Yes, I, I, literally, I would say so.
2: Around noon, I started on a project, no. and then your, your text came in. I had I put my phone down. I put it away. I was trying to really focus. I figured I'd put in a good hour or so. I didn't know if you fell in a sinkhole. N- I next, didn't know, next thing you know it's caught, like The apocalypse o'clock. had taken yeah.
1: over your house in Scott. I didn't know. Anyway. Well, I, I don't have a sports car anymore, so the drive is less dangerous. It's, I it's nice to have you here. Yeah. It's nice to see you. You wanted to say something more about the Ramaswamy or the primary or the knowing the being able to work in both small and large groups and the importance of it. You have to do both.
2: You have to do both. Um, and someone who captures that early, yeah. especially right now, Um yeah, you know, I think love him. I, you know, I, I certainly like everything Trump did as president. I'm you know, incredibly grateful. But let's be we need to be honest. He has a ceiling. Mm hmm. He has a ceiling in the primary and has a ceiling in the general, mm-hmm. and both of those make it a little bit tough. Mm-hmm. I think he's he's moved that ceiling up in the primary a little bit mm-hmm. as DeSantis has struggled mm-hmm. um, but at the same time there's there's a ceiling there, right and i, I there's also a floor mm-hmm. for each of these candidates. Mm-hmm. Trump has a floor at thirty five thirty seven percent something like that. DeSantis doesn't have a floor, that's right. Right. Um, Which means there's a lot of room for a Ramaswamy to drain those other candidates that's before right. he has to worry about taking on trying to cut into Donald Trump's support. That's right. And so that's the kind of thing that you absolutely can do in those early states, mm-hmm. in those one-on-one and small situations. DeSantis is great in the big room. He knows how to give the big speech. He's certainly great on the actual mechanics of governing. And he's great with the press. And he's great with the press. But, boy, if you're weak on this this stuff, only Trump can get away with not engaging one-on-one in all these states. Right, Right. He's the only one who can do it. Ron DeSantis cannot do that. And, boy, that leaves a lot of room for one of these other contenders to gain a lot of momentum. Mm Mm-hmm.
1: Before you get to the big state contest, before you get to Super Tuesday. Yeah, that's right. And there may be others who might be entering the field, too. We don't know. I mean, we just don't know. We don't. Uh, and we, we we didn't mean to give short shrift. I mean, we're both very friendly with Larry Elder. Didn't mean to give short shrift. No, to that. And, we'll see what Lair- happens Larry's, there, too. Larry's He's a lot like Vivek in, Lair- in many he, of those ways. He
2: is. Yeah. And actually, um, I mean, I think that's really interesting. If I were the two of them, by the way, yeah, right, I would be doing a road show together right. in these states. Yeah. Um,
1: Absolutely. And, Absolutely. And, and I know with, with Larry – candidates have done that, by the way, right, before. No, they, yeah. Like Fred Tom uh, – uh, Mike Huckabee and McCain once tried to angle against Romney, I think. Yeah, it was, I think – Maybe in 08 or something, yeah, like, that, something um, like that. You
2: know, I think, I think they would be interesting. One of the reasons I say that, though, is they each have these sort of issue buckets that aren't really overlapping that That's much. Right. I mean right. they have very different sort of equally important –
1: Issue, buckets. and their level of articulateness and the brain power is fantastic, yeah. and
2: they're entertaining. Yes. So I think they would draw huge crowds for that, and you know I think they would feed off each other in that sense.
1: It would drive the Democrats and the left and the media nuts. It would. This is the Republican it, party. And actually this is th- the black and Indian face of uh, white supremacy. I
2: think it would be really good for them to also to be opposed a little bit. Little where bit. they're going. Yeah. I, I think. I think both of them, and, and I love Larry, mm-hmm. and and I'm becoming more and more appreciative of of Ramaswamy. Mm-hmm. Um, I think both of them have existed in places where you're not challenged yeah. all that much. Could be. Right? Yeah. And and how you handle that, challenged by your own side, challenged yeah. by right. people, you know, yeah. how you handle that's really critical. Yeah. And I, I think Larry does get challenged to a certain extent. You experience that. I experience that on the radio. We say things on here and people go, whoa. Yeah. Yeah. And, and you do get it. But you don't have the same sort of organized mm-hmm. oppositional – you know, confrontational political environment. Yeah, that they're going to have on the trail. I'm looking forward to seeing how they both handle that.
1: Yeah, that'll be interesting. And I think you're right. But I love the idea of their road show, and I just love the idea that the um, that the Republican. It reminds me of a, a story that's either about something big or about nothing. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure which. But I was living in D.C. at the time. The year was 2000 and i went to country fest at interestingly enough rfk junior stadium or rfk stadium rfk stadium country fest and it was all the great country singers from tim McGrath you name it uh, martina mcbride and um in front of me rolls a huge jacked up chevy truck with um the wrapping of a confederate flag and i'm not a confederate type I no i i'm right? i'm a northerner right and I thought, well, okay, whatever. But and I mean, it was it was a Confederate flag truck, and the bumper sticker said, "Keys for President," Alan Keys for President. <laughs> that either right? says something big or not at all. No, it but does, I love yeah. it. The idea that this Confederate. Flag-waving, country music-loving is going for a Roman Catholic African-American in a field that includes everyone from Gary Bauer to George W. Bush to John McCain, oh, right? I think that's fantastic. Right? No, right. absolutely, right. yes. No, it, I don't think I've ever told that story on the radio. I, I, think, I don't know if it means something or not. I think it
2: does. Oh, I think it does. I think that has real meaning. I, I think one of the things that I, bothers Republicans so much— yeah. Is that when you get to know Republicans, yeah. if you get outside of like the the media bubble, yeah. uh, you know, depiction of Republicans, yeah. um, you're talking about people who have a strange amalgam of views yes. that are all over the place, right. that are not hateful towards anybody, quite frankly, right. you know, um, and that embrace the the crud out of diversity, yeah. um, and are you know because they don't care about it, right, like. We can like Vivek Ramaswamy or Larry Elder without giving a darn about their background or their do you skin color. Do you know why
1: that is? This is such an important point, actually. This is a hugely important point, because the race mongers among us and the racialists among us would have us think that race means something, where the truth of the matter is that Sam Stone and Seth Leibson have more in common with Larry Elder and Vivek Ramaswamy than they do Jerry Nadler or Adam Schiff. That's exactly That's right. That's the truth. That's the
2: truth. And... And when you're when you're involved in the Republican Party, you see that every day Mm that they don't care. They don't care about anything, how you look, how you act. I mean, you know, don't act a fool. Let me you know, I I, I don't want to go too far here. But I mean, I have never seen the kind of racism that the media bubble would would suggest exists on the right. That's right. I've never actually seen that up. I mean, either. And I think and that's, we've been to a lot. of. I've been to a lot, a lot and, more than the media. And that's what I think offends yep. a lot of Republicans the most yep. is that a caricature tu- of us. But but then you, you turn around and you see the other side obsess over race oh. and I mean, have this like really paternalistic view of minorities and all this stuff. And and somehow they're the anti-racist. Right. It's like Antifa's anti-fascist. Right. I mean, just because right. it's Same in the idea. name
1: doesn't mean it's real. Exactly right, Sam Stone. Well, it was good having you back, man. Yeah, yeah, it's fun. Thanks for being with us. We'll see you next week, assuming your Timex works. Uh,
2: I, I, it will, and I have a, I have a great story I probably shouldn't tell about the uh, old Stars and Bars next week. All right, <laughs> we'll
1: do it. We'll do it. Just, just because we're not done angering the audience. No, yet. hey, right. Sam Stone. Check him out every Saturday afternoon. Heard here at three p.m uh breaking battlegrounds uh it's a great show i listen to it every week great guests man you get good guests and you have great talk i'm seth i'll be right back folks with all the problems with the economy going on right now bank failures stock market volatility the recession on the horizon Our friends at Y-Refi are offering up an investment in a portfolio with a high fixed rate of return, not correlated to the stock market or the Fed. It's an investment in a portfolio where you can turn your monthly income on or off, compound it, whatever you like, with no loss of principal. If you need your money back at any time, there are no fees in this secure collateralized portfolio. Y-Refi is based here locally. I encourage you to stop by their offices on Scottsdale Road in the 101. I've been there. I can tell you, you will not get a sales pitch. No one's going to ask you to sign anything. And when you meet with the team there, you'll see why I trust them and like them so much, and you can too. Why ReFi is a due diligence approved firm where you can earn up to a 10.25% rate of return. That's right, Ten and a quarter percent fixed rate of return. Check them out at investyrefi.com. That's invest, the letter Y, then R-E-F-Y.com, or call them at 888-YREFI-34, 34. 888-YREFI-34. 34. I'm off to go uh, to the uh, Dennis Prager Cigar Night. Uh, He lost his dog, Otto, this week. Uh, I sent Susan a poem by Rudyard Kipling that I told you about yesterday. Some of you asked me if I would read it. Yes, we will do it. There is sorrow enough in the natural way from men and women to fill our day. And when we are certain of sorrow in store, why do we always arrange for more? Brothers and sisters, I bid you beware of giving your heart to a dog to tear. Buy a pup and your money will buy love unflinching that cannot lie, perfect passion and worship fed by a kick in the ribs or a pat on the head. Nevertheless, it is hardly fair to risk your heart for a dog to tear. When the 14 years which nature permits are closing in asthma or tumor or fits, and the vet's unspoken prescription runs to lethal chambers or loaded guns, then you will find it's your own affair, but that you've given your heart to a dog to tear. When the body that lived is your single will, with its whimper and welcome, it's stilled, how still. When the spirit that answered your every mood is gone wherever it goes for good, you will discover how much you care and will give your heart to a dog to tear. We've sorrow enough in the natural way when it comes to bearing Christian clay. Our loves are not given, but only lent, At compound interest of cent per cent. Though it is not always the case, I believe, that the longer we've kept them, the more we do grieve. For when debts are payable, right or wrong, a short-time loan is as bad as long. So why in heaven, before we are there, should we give our hearts to a dog to tear? Till tomorrow, God bless you all, folks. I'm Seth Liebson, and class is dismissed.